Hey, hey, what's going on? What's up, fellas? How we doing? Here we are again, episode five, and more importantly, baseball is back. The announcement coming earlier this week that players will report uh, July 1st for what they're kind of calling spring training 2.0 and then aiming to begin the season somewhere around July 24th. I'm fired up. Uh, I'm sure you guys are. We've talked about it. Everyone's been wanting it. And finally, uh, here we are with baseball right around the corner. So we are very excited. Um, on that note, as mentioned, welcome into episode five of Connected by Scenes podcast. The gang's all here once again. Danny Espinoza, Garrett Smith. Uh, I'm Seth Smith here with you for another episode. Um, this one, we were fortunate enough to catch up with the CMO and co-CEO of Fresh and Lean, the nation's largest organic meal delivery service, Thomas Aseo. Guys, we mentioned this right after the interview uh, to one another, but a very insightful, awesome conversation and one that I feel like probably could have continued to go on um, had we let it, you know what I mean? So it yeah, was, no, yeah, it was, I, I agree. Agreed. Uh, it was super educational just on that that platform and uh, just learning about their up and coming or their upstart in getting through the the start of uh, that business and when they did. I, it was a great story. Uh, looking forward to more conversations with Thomas. Yeah, I could have I could have continued that conversation for a while and just to hear somebody start their own business with their family was really cool. Um, to hear the struggles, to, to hear the ups and downs, and to see where they're at now. Great story, and he really uh, he really dove into a lot of stuff, so I, I thought it was awesome, and I hope the, the viewers like it a lot. Well, listeners, we, listeners. Hey, both. We're on yeah, YouTube, we too. Yeah. We're on both, dude. <laughs> very but, true, very true. <laughs> we can't wait to uh, share it with you guys. Without further ado, here's the interview with CMO and co-CEO of Fresh and Lean, Thomas Aseo. Hello, hello. What's up? What's going on? Welcome into another episode of Connected by Seams podcast. Once again, Danny Espinoza, Garrett Smith, Seth Smith here with you and really excited to introduce our guest today. Joining the show is CMO and co-CEO of Fresh and Lean, uh, the nation's number one organic ready-to-eat meal delivery service, Thomas Aseo. Thomas, thanks for joining us, man. How you doing? I'm doing good. Thanks a lot for having me, guys. Yeah, oh, you got it, man. Shoot, let's just jump right into it. You are a native of Paris until the age of nine before you moved here uh, to the U.S. Um, during that time, you, you started to get into car racing. If you want to kind of dive into what it was like, first of all, growing up in Paris in your, your early age like that, and then uh, getting started in the car racing, um, if you could just elaborate on that a little bit. Sure, yeah. I was born in France. Uh... And then growing up a French kid, you know, America is like this thing off in the distance that you just know is grandiose and crazy. I remember the first time we like took a family vacation to like Disneyland. It's like the most insane, unimaginable thing to a Parisian kid, right? It's like 
how does this even exist? Uh, so actually, like moving to America felt like that. It was like, wow, you know, you're just moving to this like greater than, you know, like like larger than life place, you know, in your mind. Um, and so, you know, that I was nine. I didn't speak any English when we were a kid. That doesn't matter. I could just pick it right up. Um, <laughs> It's just crazy. Like, if I had to do it all over again, like, it'd be completely impossible. But, like, when I was a kid, you know, I was complaining, like, ah, oh, the kids are mean and they make fun of me. I don't understand them. And, you know, it was like two months in. And then I, by the end of the school year, I sounded almost like I do now. And I was complaining that it took too long. You know? So it's crazy how fast kids learn. But, anyways, um, I was always really interested in motorsports. Uh, I raced dirt bikes in high school. And in my 20s, I raced cars uh, pretty seriously. And car racing has like some pretty crazy constraints around money. Uh, and when the, the crash of 2008 happened, that kind of put a hamper on the whole thing uh, for me. And so that's sort of where my uh, professional career kind of ended, my, my trajectory anyways. And uh, I started having to, uh, you know, work for a living. <laughs> uh, <laughs> dang it. <laughs> so... Uh, uh, you know, now, now it's something like I, I still love motorcycles. I, I race and, you know, uh, ride fast bikes on tracks uh, every chance I get. I love it very much. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's been a little bit the journey around that. Professionally, didn't start until a little bit later in life. Uh, it was officially start, started in 2010. It was a real, that's where I work now, uh, of course. And so that's, uh, it, it was a real, like, family garage operation that grew into what it is now uh, so pretty humble beginnings uh just from my sister's like one bedroom apartment kitchen to where we are now we have about uh, 400 employees and we produce about 200,000 meals uh, a week uh those are like numbers that we never would have dreamed of right so we're just so grateful that it panned out i got a question uh first i would i'm very curious what kind of cars were you racing I was racing what's called formula cars. So like if you're familiar with what an indie car looks like, right? Mm -hmm. It's got like yep. your yeah. cockpit, your head's hanging out, and there's like a wing in the front, wing in the back. Uh, that's sort of what those look like. So they're just like super finicky, very purpose-built uh, race cars. Sweet. No, that's awesome. Nice. And then my second half, uh, you were mentioning the family, kind of family operation for for your business and coming from France, I mean, they're, they're pretty known for their food. Uh, how much of that kind of played into going that direction? You know, I don't know. I mean, uh, <laughs> that, that's, uh, that's interesting. We, it, I think French culture definitely has an influence on it. My, my sister really takes care of the product side of things and the operation side of things. I'm on the sales, marketing, and finance side of things. And then we sort of meet in the middle together for logistics. So there's no doubt about it. She's a foodie. Um, she loves to cook. And uh, I'm 100% sure that her French heritage plays a, a role in, in her view on all that. Me, man, I'm just kind of a, a lazy dude, right? I, I just want to eat quality food. I know nothing about cooking, even though I'm in the food business. Uh, I, I don't, you know, I don't want to clean up. I don't want to do anything. I just, I just want it to show up. Right. So for, for me, it's awesome because I kind of market the product that I want. I just kind of want it to show up and I just want to eat clean, you know, uh, I don't want it to taste good. That's it. Those are my requirements. So, uh, it works out nicely for me. I get to be lazy every day. Dream job. So is this something that your sister came to you or, or is this something that you guys came together on, um, and wanted to start this business? Cause you took, 
you know, you guys have done this by yourselves and grown it to where it's getting huge now. So what, can you give us a little bit of background about, you know, where, how it exactly started between you and your sister? Yeah. So what happened is our father had a health scare, like, you know, for like 50 years, there's nothing he wouldn't eat, you know, like he'd go in and out and get like a double double and like a milkshake and, you know, animal stuff, like whatever, you know, just there's nothing he said no to. Right. And, uh, right. And after doing that for a very long time, he had like, he went in for a routine checkup and his like cholesterol was through the roof. And the doctors told him in so many words that like he had about six months more going this way before like something really bad was around the corner for him. And so they basically scared the hell out of him. He's kind of an obsessive guy. And he went home like almost that day and like changed his life. Cut out all processed wow. foods, right? Uh, started exercising, just kind of like very common sense things. Like just, you know, he's going to eat clean. He's going to exercise. He eventually became a vegan. Uh, but what happened is over the course of like, I don't know, two to three months or something, like his levels were almost back to baseline, which is crazy because he had been eating completely unhealthy for like 50 years. But in like a matter of weeks, it was almost back to normal. And then within like a year, he lost 90 pounds. Wow. Uh, so like friends and neighbors and stuff started to notice, right? And at some point there was like a, a party of some kind and people said, you know, if you wanted to put some of what you're eating in a Tupperware, I'd be down to give you a couple bucks for that. <laughs> it's generally the gist. Like, if you wanted to do this, I would buy it off. And so I think that's kind of where, like, the spark for the business was really born. And so it yeah. started just my sister was, like, making meals for my dad and then friends and family, you know, in, like, Chinese food containers kind of thing, you know. <laughs> uh, and one thing just kind of led to another. You know, I was like, okay, there's a few more people that are interested, a few more people that are interested. Until finally it was, like, time to get, like, a little shared kitchen space and Marina Del Rey. And at that point, uh, I was off doing something else, but I was kind of in between things. And, and I noticed this was going on. And I was like, well, I should come in and help you guys at least, like, keep some kind of books, uh, you know, keep paperwork in line, and make sure, like, insurance is how it should be. That turned into, let's look at how the website looks, which turned into, you know, everything else that sort of happened after that. So it's like little by little, this little, like, endeavor that started almost, like, organically uh turned into like all of our lives and we put like absolutely everything into it that's you know? amazing so the, the first like five years were a fucking nightmare like <laughs> we could pay for nothing you know banks wouldn't touch us with a 10-foot pole uh you know it, it was like every day was a disaster right so so it was just like perseverance and we just had the faith that somehow you know we were going to claw our way into like the light at the end of the tunnel. Even though sometimes I wonder if, man, it was going to be anything other than struggle, but it's a little bit how it went. You know, we just persevered and persevered, uh, figured out how to make it work with what we had until we got to a place where it's like, oh, okay, well, it just makes, makes sense. Uh, the market trend really makes sense. We're kind of in the right place at the right time. Uh, and, and then now we know how to do it profitably right when the trends are right, right? When, uh, you know, the blue aprons of the world are like bringing legitimacy to the space right when the demand for uh, direct consumer is, is really clearly climbing. So we kind of got lucky in terms of timing and we just persevered. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's awesome to like that you guys did this and where it starts from is from a health scare. And then you guys take, you go slowly and you say for five years, we were a fucking mess. I mean, couldn't get any funding, couldn't do anything. And then you're like, 
we just kept going. We kept grinding through it until we got to a point where we went, okay, here it is. This is who we are, and this is what we can do. And I think that uh, it's just so awesome to hear somebody, you, your family, to work that hard to come from not having anything with the, with the company and doing it for friends and really for your dad's health to now you guys are an unbelievable food company. Thanks. Yeah. I mean, it's been like, it's, it's been quite a journey man, for sure. So yeah, I, I think the takeaway is, you know, we, we have to kind of like learn as we went and uh, we kind of like as a, our little clan and, and the key group of people we started with who were just down to hang out with us through all of this. And we're so lucky to have them uh, just grinded it out, you know, for as long as it took and what it took uh, until it started to make sense. Well, how about you and your sister? I mean, you mentioned the struggles and for that long, I mean, for you guys to not rip each other's heads off at some point, um, what's <laughs> like not only just yeah. working along a sibling, but shoot, I mean, you guys are now running uh, the number one company for this industry. You know what I mean? What, what has that been like working alongside your sister? Sure. I mean, uh, it's good and bad, man. I mean, you do drive each other crazy. Uh, you I know the feeling. Probably fight, you know, if you're anything like us. Because there, there's pros and cons to it. I mean, how comfortable are you guys as brothers, right? Like, you're not going to hold back. You're probably going to tell each other exactly what you think. Yeah. And when you're surrounded <laughs> by a lot of stress for like a long time, you know, you're probably going to say some ugly things sooner or later. So, yeah, that happens for sure. You know, but I think we've learned to navigate that. But, but on the other hand, it's good because we're also not the least bit shy about holding each other accountable when we need to be, which is good. Uh, and for all of our going back and forth, we've been through something together as a unit. And so I think, you know, you know, in the end, I think it, it maybe builds something there too. It's like, you know, we've kind of like been to Mordor and, and you know, <laughs> right. So, uh, so, so it's, it's, it's pros and cons for sure. You know, um, but yeah, uh, yeah. I, I can see coming from both. I mean, it's both your father, both your guys' father, that that scare to seeing how eating healthy and what you guys are doing and changing people's lives, even though you guys might have your your tiffs every now and then. But you guys both know that common goal at the end and what you guys are in it for. And I think that's probably that's got to be one of your biggest motivations to go go and get stronger. For sure. And I mean, I think it's like anything, you know, like if you. Uh, uh, you know, we get to look back and look at how things were, you know, and it's like, uh, just, it's hard to be anything but grateful if you just take a step back and look at how far we've made it. And, you know, we think there's a, obviously a lot longer way to go. This, this trend of convenience, you know, like that's not going anywhere and uh, people aren't going to stop eating anytime soon. Uh, you know, uh, and, and people are really starting to care about what they put in their bodies. And I don't think that's going away either. So, there's a, a wide open road in front of us and we're just super lucky, I think, that we got here when we did. The, the timing is just right. Like I think if we'd started later, we might have missed the boat or too early, we might have burnt out. So we get to kind of look at it, we're like, wow, we're super lucky to be where we are now and uh, look how far we've come, right? And so that's a pretty powerful thing. Yeah, I mean, timing, timing is a lot, like you said. I mean, there's plenty of guys that I can compare, I can compare it to baseball. It's like, 
Guess if you were the first rounder drafted as a shortstop for the New York Yankees, guess where you weren't going to play for 20 years? <laughs> shortstop for the New York Yankees because Derek Jeter had that unlocked. So you could have been the best prospect ever, but because Derek Jeter was in front of you, guess you weren't going to see shortstop. And so you to talk about timing. I mean, that's, that's part of a business. That's part of a career um, that, yeah, you could be great. You could be doing everything right. But like you said, you have to have the right timing. You have to hit the market at the right, at the right time in order to, for it to be successful. There's some luck with, with everything. No, no doubt about it. You know, and like in COVID, you know, we are so effing lucky now. I mean, like to, to be, first of all, I, I think most of us hadn't heard the phrase like essential business before, you know, COVID. And, and <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's like, that happens to be us. And then there's a lot of trading for the times, right? Like we're going to social this right. better. It, it makes sense to have things come to you. So we're just like super lucky. Uh, so, so, so luck, you know, definitely plays a part. Timing plays a part, although nobody predicted this, of course. And right. I think that's true in no matter what you do. Funny what you say about baseball though. Like I, you know, you have to forgive me because I really don't know much about baseball, but like when I first started hearing about it, you know, I naively thought it was like, oh, you got drafted. That means you've arrived. Like, cool, you're a pro now. And in fact, <laughs> that is not true. You still have like a totally grueling road of uncertainty like in front of you, I guess, right? There's a couple more steps. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, you know, let's see how the next five years play out or something, right? I mean. Yeah. I mean, for, for baseball, it's, it's, it's so different. Um, you know, you could be the – it's not like football or, or basketball where you're the number one pick, you're a first-rounder, you're a high-round pick, you sign for a lot of money, and you go straight to the league. Like, you sign that – I mean, the, be, the, the best and worst, but you're the number one pick and you're at a high school, you're 18 years old, and they send you to rookie ball. I mean, you want to talk about – high school ball is probably more fun than rookie ball. But you got to go through rookie ball, low A, A, high A, double A, triple A. And if you do it – in a timely fashion, you're to the big leagues by 22 or 23, which is quick. But that's four or five years in the minor leagues just grinding, making anywhere from, like, I think rookie ball pays, like, $1,000 a month to wow. AAA pays, like, $2,200 a month if, if you're still under the system rule. And these guys are grinding it out, trying to live their dream, can't pay for rent, can't pay for decent food at all. And – all for what, you know, just to try to make it to the big leagues, which, uh-oh. Danny, you there? His picture on my screen, though, is hilarious. <laughs> Son uh, of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're on a good one, too. Yeah. No, I can cut keep it back. Keep going. In. No, keep yeah. going. Just okay, so it's like, going. you know, you just – you you get to, to where, you know, you're making $2,200 at the highest level in the minor leagues, and you can't – sit down and eat you're, you're eating three meals at the field that are supplied to you that are crap um so yeah you're way from from the, from the top you know and then once you get to the big leagues everything is given to you as far as like you get your own room you get great you stay in five-star hotels you <laughs> have every meal everything accessible but on the way up well you better be ready to grind and grind for a few years i mean you're gonna get drug in the dirt you're gonna be in middle of Alabama you haven't seen you know a good restaurant in in three weeks you know Seth can tell you he was in double a last year covering the Washington Nationals uh double a team man those bus races after 12 hours you gotta get to the field at one o'clock that gets old 
Yeah, it sounds a lot better when uh, when you tell yourself before the season. <laughs> That's for sure. Yeah, I mean it's it's comparable. It's all part of it. Though. I mean, yeah, yeah, like you said, the baseball is different than the basketball, football in that sense. I mean, I think yeah. as baseball players, you know that since you've been a little kid, if you've thought about playing pro ball, bus rides have always been that common kind of joke. Like, oh my gosh, enjoy the bus ride. You know what I mean? So you kind of yeah. know what you're signing up for, but does not make it any easier. I, I, or... I think the minor leagues is very comparable to what you were saying, Thomas, is the fact from you guys started from nothing. Yeah. They didn't know what was going to happen. Grinding hard, grinding hard. Was there opportunity? Was there a little luck played involved? But you just had to grind until it goes, oh, boy, there it is. There's my opportunity. You guys hit your opportunity, and now you're taking off. And that's that's really how baseball is. Yeah, I imagine the pressure of that must be, like, what's gets you, right? So, so, so for a long time, you got the pressure of, like, am I going to make it? Am I going to make it? Right? And then you you finally arrive, and it's like, am I going to stay after all yep. the shit I just went through? Am I going to burn out? You know, like, yep. the pressure's got to be pretty nuts. Yeah, I mean, it's got to be the same with it with, for a business owner, too. Like, you guys didn't Investing take any money. And, yeah. yeah, you guys didn't take investment, stuff like that. So you're putting all your money, all your time in it. After five years, you're like, shit, we can't do anything. Are we doing all this for nothing? We got everything into it. What's going to happen? It's kind of – it's very similar in that sense of the amount of pressure. You got to put food on, you know, on the table. You got to pay your rent. You got to – yeah. <laughs> You know, it's funny about that. Like, I think that for us, there was almost like no plan B, right? Because we put like family, like everything, right? Like, I mean, once we had that momentum and we like, I don't know what, was, what the fuck was going to happen if we didn't succeed, right? I mean, and look, I, I don't feel like we, I still don't feel, I feel like the whole thing might at any moment, you know, topple over. Like I can never be comfortable ever, although the pressure just changes. But it was kind of like that thing where it's like every and all things went into it. We just did whatever the hell we had to do to figure it out did, did you have like a fallback plan or was it just like yeah i better you know fucking do this or else you know that's it <laughs> i i i looked at stuff I, when i started when i was a kid and i started you know i was going to high school and made the olympic team and um i started realizing i had i had an opportunity and um i kind of put everything into it to be honest yeah i went to college for three years um i went to college to play baseball <laughs> Dirt you know, bag, baby. I, yeah, I went to college to play baseball, you know what I mean? And so for me, it was just I put everything into it. Was there a plan B? Yeah, I mean, I would have had to go back and go to college and finish that. Podcasting, um, dude. Yeah. yeah, there we go. But, um, <laughs> you know, I, yeah. <laughs> I just – I didn't. No, I didn't. I wasn't like, oh, yeah, I could go into sales. I could go into housing. I could go to, you know, um, to anything, really. I put everything I had from – missing high school dances and hanging out with friends in order to be at tournaments and being doing other stuff because that's that's what I wanted. Like, Thomas, summers were fun stories. Yeah, we, yeah. my brother and I, we'd show up, you know, just casual Tuesday night, get some hacks in at the batting cage. Danny will be drenched in sweat. He had already been there for three hours <laughs> getting swings in, um, can barely open his paws, but no, that's that was kind of the commitment, like he's saying, and and you just got to do it from from the young age. And some people have that drive, and clearly, you guys and your family, it's instilled in you. And that's just the stories we love to talk about and share, man. It's so many people can connect to it, which is so cool for you to kind of share it as you are. I think, in a sense, you know, like what we're all talking about is not that uncommon. It's just that you know you, you want to focus like me, like everybody else. 
just want to focus on like sort of like what it might look like when you've arrived. But I think it's true for most people. Uh, and, and again, like, you know, uh, we've gotten to this point, you know, we can't be comfortable. Like, like there's a hundred ways in which we can miss the boat, right? Um, so, so as you, quick I, as you I got think it, it never disappears. You know. I mean, the pressure just changes. I think it just yeah. changes from like, can I not drown to can I meet the expectations? or make sure we're prepared for what might be around the corner as best possible, but that it just never goes away, you know? Um, right. But uh, uh, yeah, I think there's like, the, the, that's what most people have to go through to get anywhere, um, you know? And once in a while you hear about a group or a guy who's just kind of like, you know, like Zuckerberg's <laughs> his way yeah. to the top and like by the time he's 20, okay, that's cool. But that's, that's you know, a minority of the time. I think even like the amazing success story still had to grind it out. And, you know, so. Yeah, I agree. I mean, but, I, you know, I look at some of these people that, that do and they, you know, have businesses or startups, whatever they, you know, athletes, they put everything into it. This isn't a half-assed job. This isn't, I'm just, eh, I'll, I'm going to do this when I have time. You have to put time and effort into it. And that's what I, I hope people hear is that people like you and your sister, your family, that you guys put everything into this. This wasn't given to you. This wasn't handed to you on a silver platter. You started and you said we were dragging balls because we couldn't, you know, we could, we didn't know if, if we were going to survive, yeah. you know, but, but that's, that's the commitment you have to have. But the only thing is that people only see the success at the end. They don't see sure. this five or six years of grinding. For sure. You're like, you're like, you get into it thinking about when you're going to have, you know, 50,000 clients and what that might, but you, you, you know, you don't might go, yeah, but before you get that, it's like, it's likely to suck for a while, um, for a yeah. good long while. And, uh, but, but there, there's like merit to it because, you know, along the way, um, we learned a lot of things and had we raised a buttload of money, honestly, I don't know that we would have been prepared for it, but had we, I think that, uh, our approach would have been totally different. And, and today I can see how in some ways it would totally be at our detriment. We could see other people who've raised a bunch of money and they're like, well, they got to go buy a customer base. They got to go like grow real fast, you know? And so they make decisions that they, they figured like, we'll make money later, you know? And so if there's a, a blessing to it is that we have to figure out how to make it work first. So, um, you know, and I think there's like a lot of stories like that. Like I, I remember hearing something about like Larry Ellison that if the guy who started Oracle, you know, at some point his electricity was cut off and, you know, like I think he was also going through the ground. So like, I think a lot of people go through it as much as it's crappy tasting medicine. Um, yeah. Good things come out of it. It's the best you can have, yeah. I think. Yeah. When, when you first, because you were just kind of alluding to, you know, setting goals and things like that. When you first realized, okay, this is, this is a business that we could, we could go after. What was that? What would your whiteboard look like? What were those <laughs> top three goals? Like, all right, we need to check this box, this box, this box. Mm. Like how many clients? Okay. Once we hit a thousand clients, yeah. like, did you well, have that? Well, or? We, yeah. Well, we thought, you know, I think we were like putting together projections and, but, but what the reality of it turned out to be was very different. You know, we, we had like to figure to out a model that would actually sustain it. And that really only came once, you know, we realized that we weren't going to be able to overcome these like shipping bills the way they were. Mm -hmm. you know? like, we were going to have to like change something fundamental about our model and then it could maybe work, you know? Uh, but I feel like we kind of caught 
like the first break in 2015, where we saw some growth all of a sudden. Um, we had to be a little bit resourceful. We saw some growth. And there was a moment it was like, oh, shit, maybe it is possible. I mean, like, people believe it's possible, but now we're actually seeing something come out of it. Uh, so, so, you know, the, the whiteboard always looked like, okay, we'll have, you know, 100 subscribers, and then we'll, we'll go to 300, then 700, and then we'll have like 1,000 active subscribers and so on. And we would like imagine what that looked like and what that would yield and what our margins would be. But in reality, it was a brand new industry. I mean, it is a brand new industry. And so like a lot of the stuff just hadn't been figured out, you know? And so we had to like go down that road to figure out actually that uh, what we had planned was gonna really work, uh, that we had to like rethink the whole thing. So, so it was, yeah, it wasn't like a vision board scenario. You know, it was just like, we're going to get a lot of clients and it'll work. And then realize that we actually had a lot of control. It's just kind of reaction, <laughs> react to whatever's kind of situations brought to you. It almost sounds like. Yeah. I mean, you know, uh, we have to be okay with the fact that we didn't know what the hell we were doing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hey, you're talking to three people that don't either, but here we, all are. <laughs> here we are you're doing it. So we wing it quite often. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we paused the interview right there to allow us three to chat about a few things that stood out to us so far. Um, first and foremost for me, obviously the easy one, starting from a one-bedroom apartment operation originated to help, you know, just trying to help a family member um, with some health issues to now overseeing a business with 400 employees, also providing over 200,000 meals per week. Um, just an unbelievable number that I'm not sure they ever envisioned uh, when first starting this, but pretty incredible. Uh, if you guys want to elaborate a little bit on anything else that stood out for you guys. Yeah, I mean, to, to touch on what you had just mentioned, this all starting with their father and turning such a, a negative life event into such a, a positive avenue of them going through starting this new business, um, seeing in firsthand the negativity of uh, eating horrible, the impacts that that has on a, somebody's life. And I mean, their their dad lost, what, 90 pounds in a matter yeah. of a few months just by eating healthy. I mean, that that's pretty substantial. I mean, and basically said he, all of his numbers turned around in three months. Yeah, and, and so I think that that dedication and from their dad – obviously it's it's rubbed off on uh him and his sister to continue this business and keep pushing through and and not just help lives but you know eating healthy and doing what they love to do as far as yeah this is eating good and and making that impact known yeah i agree i mean what, what you're saying and um you know the, the fact that he's making fast food healthy food like you said, you know, fast food doesn't have to be unhealthy. Fast food can be healthy food. So the fact that he's giving people now an option to be healthy, starting with his with his father, is unbelievable. Um, for me, the, the point that really stood out was when we were talking to him, Seth, I think it was you that asked him, you know, what was your backup plan? You know, was there a backup plan? He said, no. He asked me, he said, do we have a backup plan for baseball? And I said, no. I said, <laughs> I'm doing it. it. Yeah, I, I had to be fully vested, just like he and his sister were, because they put everything into this. And, you know, now that that they had everything in, they had they had to go forward with it. 
They couldn't stop. They couldn't pull back. They didn't have any investors. It was all on them. So to hear them just go through to grind for five years, which if you're a baseball player and you've been through the minor leagues, you understand what that grind is in the minor leagues. To hear him go through that with his sister and with this business and then be like, we didn't – I think they, at one point he said, well, what was on the whiteboard? And he was like, nothing. Like, it was ever-changing. You know, yeah, it yeah. was ever changing. You know, it was it was a constant change. He said we didn't know what we were doing. He said yeah. we were all in. We were all into not knowing what we were doing. So <laughs> learn as you go. Learn as you go. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You know, and and uh, I think that's very important with going all in and believing in yourself or believing in your product, whatever it is, to to be a hundred percent committed to what you're doing. Yeah, that's such a cool thing for you guys to have in common. I mean, it just two different parties like that, two completely, not completely different areas, but you know what I mean? To have that same commitment and that drive for, for quite some time shows a lot, uh, which I thought was cool. And just like you guys said, the instant uh, drastic changes were, were pretty cool. And they found that spark to the business. And it was really exciting to see that we cut the interview uh, or paused it. Actually, we haven't even finish the rest of it and it's crazy to think we haven't even really dove into the product it was more just talking to thomas and finding out more and more as we went along about the guy who grew up in paris till he was nine and now coming here and and doing this in the u.s with his sister so uh we'll send it to the rest of the interview with thomas aseo right now yeah, well, let's dive into a little bit about your guys' meals. Um, I know that the all meals are scratched made. Chefs making these meals for uh, your guys' services. Um, where exactly are these meals being prepped? And, and if you can kind of dive into the meals uh, a little bit and we can talk about that. Sure. Uh, so our meals are made in Anaheim, California. We have a dedicated facility. It's about uh, 55,000 square feet and uh, a purpose-built kitchen. And what we really do is home cooking on a larger scale, right? So it's, it's a very non, no-nonsense, kind of straightforward approach. There's no like secret sauce. So we, we pretty much do exactly what you can do at home. We're just in the business of making it more convenient. So, so the equipment even that we use is relatively similar to what's in your kitchen. It's just way oversized. We just make 500 portions at a time, but we don't do it all that differently than, than what you might. Uh, and, and as for the meals themselves, we're just firm believers in quality fuel, right? Like we, we think of it as food being fuel. If you put poor quality gas in your car, it's probably not going to run very well. So, and the same kind of applies to your body and your, your head too. And so if you replace all of the things that you already know probably don't belong in your body, like antibiotics and food colorings and additives and preservatives and all this other kind of stuff. And you replace it with just good quality, nutrient-dense fuel. Everything just works a little bit better. And I think that's why Fresh and Lean works for a lot of people. It's not because we figure out anything incredible. It's just because we take a very sort of like common sense approach to nutrition. Right? And we balance it out. We have people who really know what they're doing and how to craft these meals in just a balanced way. But after that, it's very straightforward. Um, everything is vacuum sealed and it makes its way to you. And so when it comes to ingredients and where we just pride ourselves is it's always, you know, it's always delivered fresh. It's made from scratch and we don't compromise on quality. So it's, it might be very tempting to add cream and stuff and butter to things because it makes it tasty, but we don't do that. We're going to have to make it tasty, you know, uh, 
the, the more difficult way. Um, none of our meats have any antibiotics. By the way, antibiotic-free doesn't mean antibiotic-free. It just means that it hasn't had antibiotics for the last part of its life before they slaughtered it, uh, the animal. Uh, so, so we use we use NAE antibiotics, which means never antibiotics ever. For, yeah, I guess that's a little bit way to, funny way to put it. But but it means that the animal has never had any antibiotics. Because otherwise, it's like it's tricky language, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah. So we just eliminate basically all the garbage that you know you shouldn't eat in the first place, right? And uh, we just deliver it to you in the most convenient way we can uh, provide at the moment, uh, which is to your door, vacuum seal trays. We're also moving into retail space with the same concept, just ready to eat. Um, what, is that, what does that process look like from the time you go on, you order um, it being vacuum sealed, packaged, and then dropped off at your doorstep? What does that process look like? And then once it does arrive, is there any sort of preparation required before you eat it? Or is it, I mean, it's just prepared, ready to go, correct? Yeah, so from our side, like a business challenge that we have is we have to try to predict a little bit when you're going to place your order, right? Because we have to like get ahead of it with purchasing and preparation mm -hmm. and so on. But the process looks like, just like when you go home with your groceries, except we get a pallet of it at a time, you know, but, but it's pretty much the same thing. <laughs> we have people who are washing vegetables. Like me every week. <laughs> right? Like you go home, you wash your vegetables. Well, guess what? We do the same thing, except we do it in a regulated way. You know, there's, there's like a, 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 some processes that we have to follow and we have to be very careful with the food preparation, how we keep track of temperatures and everything else we do. But we're going to do the same thing. We're going to wash vegetables. We're going to prepare them, you know, like chop them, do whatever we got to do. Uh, make everything from scratch, cook them up in ovens, stovetops, kettles, which are basically big pots, like, like the same type of things that you do. And then we portion them in, in these trays that we vacuum seal. So when you get it, you get a refrigerator box that's delivered by FedEx. Uh, your meals arrive cold and fresh. You put them in your fridge. They have an expiration date on them. Uh, along with nutrition facts and all the other kind of stuff you'd expect. And uh, when you're ready, you pop it in the microwave and that's it. If you're not cool with microwaving, you can put it on your stovetop. Uh, you can get fancy with it if you'd like. That's what I do. Oh, that's cool. Uh, if like you're not into food. like the whole just prepared meal things, we have like what we call our bulk program, which is just like pre-cooked, pre-portioned proteins and carbs. There you go. Yeah, that as well. so, so if you're an athlete actually that's pretty good right because if you're uh that, that's yeah. what you develop for like if you're into calculating your macros and you're like look man i just want to eat like 100 grams of protein a day and i just want it then, then it's like cool you have two of these portions of protein uh half of this tray of uh, brown rice or something here's some mixed vegetables yeah so, so you can calculate it that way or you could do a combination but but the idea is we're here to, we're in the convenience business right so keep it simple you yeah yep. you you get hungry yeah, put in the microwave, <laughs> and that's yeah. it, right? Uh, put a little sauce on if you like, but you know that—that's really it. Uh, so, so it's just designed to be as easy as we make it. We say we want to redefine fast food. So, fast food means fast, but doesn't have to mean bad, right? So, we want to make it as fast and easy as possible, uh, but quality. The, the things I wanted to say real quick was. First of all, having tried meal prep companies, not all of them taste good. They're healthy, but they don't taste good. Your guys' food is, is very consistently tasty. It's very good. Um, and the other thing I wanted to say was you talked about putting the right things in your body, fueling your body, just like a car. You know, um, The other way that was explained to me when I was younger, shout out to Jason Worth, 
that he's the first guy that I had heard about in 2011, gluten-free, dairy-free, this-free. I mean, this guy had nothing bad in his body. And he said, if I were to go buy uh, a $3 million racehorse, am I just going to put him out on pasture and, and feed him, you know, whatever the pastured grass is? Or am I going to feed him the right way, get him the right oats, get him the right, you know, high-protein alfalfa, make sure he's supplemented, take care of him. He said, you know, you're a big athlete. You need to take care of yourself the proper way in order to fuel your body the right way. So when you talked about that, like I can relate to that because I was told that was told to me at a young age when I made it to the big leagues. And the last thing I have is that the bulk orders and the small orders, I love the small orders. It's just something quick, but just for anyone to listen, the bulk orders are great too, because all your vegetables, your brown rice, your quinoa, everything is done. So if you have a family, I can take those vegetables, either heat them up and have them steamed real quick, or I can put them on the grill real quick and I can, I can fry them up and crisp them just a, you know, just a tick, um, just to brown them or whatever. And I have, without having to chop, without having to make the brown rice, without having to do anything, it's prepped in less than five minutes on the grill compared, you know, and if I wanted to just throw it in the microwave, it's three minutes and I got brown rice, I got meat, I got vegetables, I have everything I want for my family within five minutes. And it's healthy and it's, and it's nutritious for them. I wish we would have saved this part towards the end. We still got some questions to be uh, answered and now I'm all hungry thinking about this. That's, <laughs> and the convenience of it. I mean, that's just, it's so easy. But you kind of heard something there, you know, when you're making the comparison to like a multi-million dollar racehorse and what are you going to put in its body? And you want to be well. But you know, what kind of surprised us is like when questioning customers would say things like, you know, I had these chronic headaches and they disappeared or other like you know my type 2 diabetes has gotten so much better health purposes other than you know weight yeah. etc yeah but, and, and you know what's what's cool about that to me is that it's like well yeah but we it's it's, it's all just like we we're not providing any type we're of not doing anything special figure out anything it's just like the body is very resilient and if you'll just give it what it's supposed to have mm -hmm. whether you're like a top level athlete or somebody who suffers from chronic headaches or whatever, or just somebody who wants to like think a little bit sharper at work, whatever, it works for all of us, you know? And that, that's what I think is the coolest thing. It's like, it's a very like straightforward, common sense approach that makes a legitimate difference. And I don't have to pitch you on it. You're already smart enough to understand exactly why that's going to be true. And so that's what I really like love about the pitch. It's like, no, I don't have a pitch. You already know this is, yeah, you know? Yeah, I agree. It's awesome. I mean, like you said, you don't have to have a pitch. Your product sells itself. I mean, it's, you know, you're supposed, you know you're supposed to eat healthy. Yeah, right. Right. You, so know, right. you make it, you guys make it that much easier. You guys make it to where people can do it. Even though a lot of people don't like to cook or they don't have the time to cook, they don't want to cook. You guys now have it to where, here, it's three minutes. Like you said, no excuse now. Just because it's, yeah. it's fast food doesn't mean it has to be bad food. But you know, that's me too, man. If I was left to my own device, like if, if tomorrow, you know, I wasn't doing this, I would probably join some other service because like, I'm just addicted to the convenience of it. Yeah, like, I, I do it. I do it every week. It's just, I, yeah, yeah, I, I eat at my desk and stuff because I, I don't want to cook. I really don't. You know, I'm in the food business, so I, I'm like supposed to be like, some type, but I don't. Like, I don't know <laughs> <laughs> the first thing. In fact, I'm a disaster. Like we were experimenting a while back. We're like, oh, what if we simplified meal kits? And we, we decided, no, we're going to stick to ready to eat. But I was the guinea pig. It's like, if you can give me a kit and I could get the intended result by myself, then we got a product that anybody can <laughs> eat, right? Like, then any dumbass can do it for sure because I can. So. 
<laughs> yeah. Hey, well, the rest of us thank you for that, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Someone had to do it. But I wanted to ask, I mean, as three guys, Danny, Garrett, and myself, growing up five, ten minutes from Anaheim and Disneyland and all that, why, why did you guys choose Anaheim? Was there already ties there, or did it just property-wise just worked out? It, it's more the latter. Uh, you know, we, we had always been in a facility as we grew. Uh, we were always forced to move into a facility that wasn't quite right for us, you know, uh, that was already existing. Like, so somebody had already built a kitchen for something else, right? And it was available to us, and we could move in and just, like, make it work. So when we outgrew the last facility, there's a facility that we saw in Anaheim as we were looking, and it just happened to be in Anaheim that already came with like 20,000 square feet of refrigerated space. And that allowed us to build a kitchen to spec, uh, to, to work exactly for what we needed it to do. And so it was a combination of things, you know, it was like, it was the right county, the right time, the right property, the right price. Um, and, and so, so it was just a really good fit for where we were at the time. And we were able to like pull the trigger on it, which was scary. Because, you know, at the time, it was like 55,000 square feet, man. How yeah. <laughs> no, that's huge rent, right? That's huge yeah. rent just to get started. First time I walked in the office, I was like, how are we ever going to fill these things up? So you know? <laughs> now we're like, we're like completely out of space. We have to, you know, try to find doesn't say way. that space fills up wow. quick, I'm sure. Well, I mean, talk about full circle. You guys go from visiting there. You just talked about Disneyland as a child and what it meant and all that. And now you guys have your business Are there. Part I mean, of it. That is wild. That's that's pretty awesome. That's why I, I had to ask. I didn't know. Yeah, that's uh, that's true. I hadn't thought of that. Um, that that that's actually really cool. It's it's kind of cool how it comes full circle. But I was hoping Thomas, you could uh, talk a little bit about. I saw it um when i was at medterra about your guys refrigerators um which to me is like the coolest thing in the world if i had a, a normal job and i was working in an office building and i had to either go get lunch and eat something terrible or bring lunch from home every day that i had to prepare you guys have your meals in a vending machine style refrigerator i mean it's awesome and, it, and, it, and it's very affordable for everybody every day cheaper than what you're going to go out and buy anything on the street for for sure yeah so the, the idea with that the smart fridges you call them are it's like 21st century banding so it's like you described right it's a fridge uh there's like a thing that's a it looks like a tablet uh, in front where you can see the menu items and information about whatever's inside you swipe a credit card to unlock whatever you take out uh, and close the door with is what you get charged for. So you can shuffle the meals around, take stuff out, put it back in. When you close the door is sort of when you're built. And uh, the, the idea with that is that we thought, man, that would be like a really good, like health benefit for employees in offices. So we would put it in, uh, you know, like Medterra's uh, cafeteria was a test. And you basically say, listen, if you're down to like subsidize meal costs for just a couple bucks, like a buck or two a meal. Um, you're going to give your employees a choice. Like, do I want to go to Subway and spend 10, 12 bucks or, you know, whatever the equivalent is. Sorry, Subway. Uh, or do I want to have maybe like steak or salmon right here? And, uh, you know, that was a test. And, and the bet was that people would choose the latter and they did. So when that worked out pretty well, we decided, well, that's what we want to invest in next. We want to make this like a wellness uh, package for companies and then just uh, uh, launch the program that way. And take it from there 
So uh, we think it's a pretty cool initiative and we can see, like, we can imagine how it might grow to like well beyond offices, but like offices seem like a pretty good place to start. Yeah, I mean, instead of, instead of cars, Snicker bars yeah. and, yeah, instead of Snicker bars and Skittles, we got full lunch meals. <laughs> I mean, and they're great. They're the meals that I get delivered to my house, but now they're in an office building that you're truly, I mean, you're taking care of whoever, you know, the, uh, the building owner is, is really taking care of their employees by having this in there. Yeah, and actually one thing I didn't say, when they subsidize a couple bucks a meal, that means that like now the employee pays like five bucks, right? So you can spend $10 outside or $5 on steak and salmon. Right? And it's right there. So, so yeah. then, then it becomes hopefully like a no-brainer choice. Like I can spend half the cost of like some convenience chain for something that hopefully you'll see is much better, which is like you know, organic vegetables and high quality proteins and stuff. So we're like, okay, yeah, five bucks a meal, that should be like a no-brainer for people. Uh, and so, so that's really like part of it too, is like, you know, we want to make healthy food accessible. So accessible means affordable and accessible means that you can get it easily, right? You don't have to like go very far to, to have it. So if it comes to you, obviously that's pretty accessible. And uh, if it's in the building in which you work, uh, obviously that's very accessible too. So it should be easy, right? Like our whole philosophy is eating healthy should be easy. And so uh, almost every decision we make, as far as the product and service is concerned, goes back to that. I mean, a lot of businesses are always looking for, I mean, so you, it's actually dual purpose. A lot of business owners are looking to get the most out of their employees, right? And so by putting stuff like that in an office building and an environment where the employees don't have to leave the office for lunch, they can go get something that's going to make them healthier, like you were saying, their brain's gonna be working better, their body's gonna feel better, it's cheaper than going out, plus the business owner's getting more work out of them and in yeah. a happier environment. So yeah, no, and you're I, fueling I, them I really and you're really fueling them for the second half of the day properly. Mm -hmm. You're you're right. putting the right nutrition, I mean, you're cool. fueling, fueling them for a second half of the day. The, the hope would be that it would be a no brainer, right? So like the employees and then the employees would be like, Oh yeah, okay, it's not that much more. People are gonna spend more time at their desk anyway, so that's good, right? So hopefully <laughs> Uh, everybody find something there, you know, uh, it's, it's, it's a situation that will benefit all. So that, that's what we're trying to accomplish. Cool. How about, so about your product? I had a question. Uh, what, what does your menu look like? And is that, uh, something that changes week to week or do you guys, and that, you know, like, do you guys plan out a month's worth of menus and kind of order accordingly? Yeah, sort of. So, uh, it's actually a combination. Uh, so, so the bowl program, like Danny does, that those are static, right? So the, the grass-fed steak and stuff, that that's stays static. Uh, but then we have different, for, for the meals, the ready-to-eat meals, uh, we have different diet types. So paleo, keto, vegan, what we call protein plus, which is kind of like a standard diet, standard, you know, with a, like a balanced amount of carbs and protein. And those meals are on a, uh, like, eight-week rotation, right? So... Eight weeks from now, we will revisit the menu uh, that's going to deliver this Friday. But in the meantime, we've probably R&D'd a lot of things. We source a lot of ingredients locally. So the, the seasonal changes might start to kick into effect. Uh, so, so, so it's never quite the same, right? We'll, we'll hopefully improve the menu by the time it comes back around. We'll introduce some new things that will be more interesting. Uh, and there'll be some uh, locally sourced ingredients that will be a little different as well. Awesome. That's cool. Well, you've mentioned, uh, we've talked about Danny being someone that, you know, has partnered with you guys getting your product, etc. cetera. Um, I was checking out your social media 
little humble brag, nearly 30,000 followers on Instagram. You guys are loaded with content, um, athletes, all types of people um, rocking the fresh and lean. Just kind of talk about what that's been like. I know you're on the marketing side of things, so that's got to be exciting to meet so many new faces, different outlets. Um, if you want to maybe share some, some popular athletes uh, or pub public figures that, that you guys provide service for, other than Danny, of course. Yeah, you know, we're, we're a little bit like, uh, almost like, of course, we're uh, almost a little bit late to the game in social, but, but like we've really started to take it seriously. And so uh, that 30,000 number is one that we, we want to uh, multiply by 10, uh, hopefully soon. Uh, but now that we're here, you know, like working with athletes is, is a really great way for us to vehicle this idea that food is fuel. Um, because hopefully, um, and uh, Danny, I'm, I'm sure I hope you would agree, uh, you know, we're providing not just a service that an influencer can hold up and go, oh, look at what I'm using. You know, hopefully it's something that can really play into your life, your training, your lifestyle that you see true value in. And so athletes are like the perfect representation of this, right? Like quality fuel for quality performance. So with partnerships like Medterra, uh, you know, we've been able to, to partner with a lot of new athletes, which is like super exciting. Um, outside of that, you know, we have... Uh, uh, Top tier snowboarder Jamie Anderson. We have uh, Sloane Stevens, who is uh, a top-rated tennis player. Um, we are in talks. And we haven't signed yet, but with a very famous athlete that uh, we'll be signing on hopefully within the next week or two. I can't say her name yet because uh, it hasn't been finalized. So it's like super exciting because that's just cool, right? Like you get to work with pro athletes. Like how cool is that? And I'm just like really grateful that we're in an industry in which it makes sense for us to do that. I, I personally love motorsports and racing, so it's super cool that we have a few like really popular. Uh, Joe Rob Joe Roberts. Yeah, uh, Josh Herring is super popular, and then American mm -hmm. Superbike, just a great dude, you know. Mm -hmm. So uh, uh, it's super cool for me personally to like you know see fresh and lean gear and like logos on his helmet. Uh, so so that that's been really just like a fun, exciting part of it, and and just very practical and like communicating to our audience, which tends to follow these type of, you know, yeah. food is fuel. Yeah, and and I mean another one for the baseball fans, um, they work with Anthony Rendon. So anyone that's local, Anaheim Angels, big contract, they just brought. Ever heard in. of them? They, yeah, anybody heard of them? I don't know. Won a World Series. I mean, Hall of Fame type of career, but. Um, I mean, he works with Freshline as well, and I know that he's been a, a big fan. He's told me that. Um, I was just at his house recently, and he was saying, I just saw this box being delivered. So I know he's just been a dropping big fan. But it's, I mean, I mean it is. For, it's, it's a big deal for athletes to, be, to have good oh, food. For sure. so for hard. Sure, for sure. It's so hard. And for them to do what they do to provide the type of food for all these athletes, it, it makes a huge uh, difference in your career. That, that's super cool, right? Like what you just said. Right, like so, so we, we have like a heavy hitter and he's actually using our service like for us it seems pretty crazy right like uh and, and we're actually about to announce uh we've partnered with the, the anaheim ducks uh we're going to be a, an official meal sponsor i believe uh, official nice. ready to eat meal partner i believe uh and that'll be pretty cool it's a multi-year deal um you know they're, they're actually going to give us time to do some uh, like shenanigans on the ice once a year and, and cool stuff like that so it's just super exciting for the brand, you know, to, to be at a point where um, we actually get to engage in professional sports this way with professional 
baseball players, professional hockey team, uh, professional. But you could be a hero to some of these people, honestly. Some of these athletes providing such service like that. I mean, that's game changing stuff. Well, yeah, hopefully, it's like again, you know, we want to really partner with people who like truly see the value. And I think what we're lucky is like, you know, if we have like I don't know some 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 random product that I don't want to like crap on the industry, but you, you know, the, the relationship. Crap all you want. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> it's probably one like, I use every week. So. <laughs> like, uh, you know, pro athlete or influencer ABC, and they're like holding up this thing. And they're like, yeah, clearly they gave you so many dollars to hold this thing up. And you wouldn't give a shit about it. Uh, and sure. that's fine, right? But it's so much better if we can hopefully partner with somebody who really sees the value when we do it. And people were like, no, no, this is actually like really legitimately helping me out. Because I got to train, I got a busy schedule. And I don't have time to meal prep and like this, these guys just like send it to me wherever I am. Uh, so, so I feel really lucky in this way that, you know, hopefully we can uh, have really meaningful relationships. Yeah. I mean, it, that's, that's what I thought was really cool. When uh, I was first introduced, uh, my trainer, Joe told me about it. And Joe was saying, he's like, anywhere you're at during the season, he's like, they'll have it there for you, wherever you travel, they'll ship to any state. So as an athlete, not only, you, Oh, you know, you're worried about, you have it at home but when you're traveling, like, ah, I'm going to, miss it for 10 days no no no. it'll be on the road like they take care of everything so i mean it's a it's a full service which i i love it I, it's 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 been awesome for me thanks man. i'm really glad to hear that you know like that means everything when we hear like like a pro athlete uh, tell us that it's 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 a part of their lives That's do you good. ship uh do you guys provide services and ship internationally or is it just the u.s only right no now? we stick to the u.s uh we, we, there is demand in Canada, for example, uh, but if you're going to do that, you, you have to make special arrangements or better yet be stationed over there because as soon as we introduce customs into the mix, things oh, yeah. are uncertain. Yeah. And we ship fresh, right? We ship perishable. Right. So, you know, we can't just trickle in like 10, 15 orders and see how we grow the market because, you know, there's a fair, fair chance that it'll get pulled over. And even if it gets held for like a day, it's game over for us. It's got to get there fast. So we stick to, to the U.S., um, but there's 300 plus million Americans and they all have to be figured we're okay. <laughs> well, I was thinking for our boy here when he goes he goes off to Mexico, Mexico to play, how, how's he going to oh. keep up with it? I'll drive him. I'm, I'm right here. I'll drive him. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, just I'll just be down. living... I'll be living on a crap shoot, you know. So if it's like a special arrangement, like for, for Danny, you know, it's like, well, we'll try it, you know, and he gets it like on time, awesome. If not, then you know that sucks. But no, I don't can't even I don't even I mean, I don't even know if I can ship to Mexico and get it within a month. So I think <laughs> 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 no, man, I'll, be I'll be I'll be I'll be living on carne asada and tequila. You guys will be up here. <laughs> not terrible <laughs> either. I hear the health benefits the are up the roof. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know wrong you just need to ship like a bottle of jose cuervo yeah <laughs> that's awesome well shoot do you uh is there anything new upcoming for the company you want to share as far as menu I, I don't know anything like that or uh yeah, you know what we are about to launch this like uh jerky that's like a refrigerated Ooh. jerky and uh it, it's super super tasty and i was gonna sound like i'm tooting my horn i gotta say like our product is the best but but like really it's like the tastiest jerky i ever had so it's like it's a refrigerated jerky uh we're really excited about it it tastes uh, I, I think excellent we have the same version of salmon uh and then the meals that are going into retail 
um, we're expanding in retail space, so that's pretty exciting too, right? So people could just walk to hopefully soon. There, uh, we're already in 80 Whole Foods in California, but uh, we hopefully we'll continue to expand so that we continue to make uh, healthy eating accessible, right? You go to your local grocery store and. Uh, there's a yeah. Video for you. yeah, doesn't sound like you need to really toot your own horn. I think a lot of people are doing that for you, man. That's yeah, that's incredible. That's awesome. Yeah, I got. I'll send you guys a sample. Uh, we'll tell me what you think. Yeah, that's great. Okay. Well, shoot, we've already okay. mentioned uh, your success behind the wheel. Is there anything else you enjoy to do outside of the everyday work grind? Um, I know I don't know if it was before the chat or whatever, but uh, I think you're still racing or trying to get into racing. I, I race uh, amateur level, uh, like regional superbike uh, series. So oh, it's just sweet. I love it. But my, my new pride and joy, I became a dad uh, five months ago, almost six months. Congratulations. Congratulations. So, yeah, that is uh, such an amazing chapter. Um, I don't know if any of you guys are parents, but uh, that's yeah, what I enjoy doing. Two of them. At work. There you go. Three dogs. Uh, if I'm not at work, or you know, that's that's uh, my next. Uh, that, that's what I look forward to uh, the most today. Just Did you have a uh, what filled your sports fix during all this quarantine? Uh, have you been into anything or new sports or television show? Anything dragging you in? Uh, you know, uh, Instagram, watching old sports events. And stuff. <laughs> I think we're just like kind of watching like the greats, you know, like uh, yeah. The rerun stuff, cool. stuff like that, you know, like just reminiscing. I guess it's the, the best thing we got. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I've been getting ready for Mexico. I've been, wa I've been watching Narcos. <laughs> <laughs> That'll get you ready. <laughs> I'm brushing up on my Spanish. I was just going to say, I brush up Duolingo. No, no, no. Just watch Narcos. Yeah. <laughs> that is awesome. Well, shoot. Anything else from anyone, uh, Thomas? Anything from you before we let you go or anyone, any of you guys? I want to say thank you for coming on our show and uh, let everybody know that there's an option out there to be healthy. And, and uh, you know, there's so many people that, that, that lead a healthy on lifestyle you know, just by starting with eating. And the fact that you guys are out there giving people an opportunity to be healthy. And like you said, it's just because it's fast food doesn't mean it has to be unhealthy. And you guys have, uh, you guys have basically mastered that. Thanks, man. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. I, I think it's a, a cool format you guys have. Just real chill you know, conversation. Cool. I love it. So, uh, thanks a lot. I appreciate it. Thank, Thank you. you. Pleasure's all ours. Again, that's Thomas Atsejo, fresh and fresh and lean, the largest, again, the largest number one delivery service for fresh, ready to eat, gluten-free, chef-made organic meals. Uh, it's easy, it's affordable, and it's healthy. So be sure to check them out on social media, uh, their website, freshandlean.com, but Thomas Atsejo, CMO and co-CEO of Fresh and Lean. Thanks again for taking the time. We really appreciate it, man. Thanks a lot, guys. Be well. All right. All right. Thanks, we'll Thomas. Thank you. Well, there you have it. Just uh, like Danny mentioned earlier, just because something, uh, as in this case, Fresh and Lean, just because it's considered fast food doesn't mean it has to be unhealthy. Um, and that's been the motto over there for Fresh and Lean uh, for quite some time. Thomas and the crew, they've stood by that. And well, all they've done since the beginning is now currently operate out of a 55,000 square foot warehouse uh, in Anaheim, California of all locations. I thought that was so cool as I brought up in the interview of just how he put Disneyland on such a pedestal of, of you know, 
looking at this and that and it being such a amazing place yeah an amazing place you can barely think about and now here he is living that dream business wise with his sister and a family you know type run business and i thought that was incredible for for me and and how about you guys yeah i i part of that building too twenty thousand square foot uh refrigerator like that's insane you put Uh, some pvrs in there oh Oh, you put a few (laughs) (laughs) but yeah no to your point too with that big kitchen and their operation and them growing into this channel allows them to become even more convenient and uh, simplify uh, the way that you cook and the way you eat. And I think that's obvious that it's their, their, that's what motivates them to get their job done. And um, they continue to do that with their menu items, uh, their vending machines and office buildings. And Danny, you at your training facility, you experienced that, you've used it. I mean, it sounds awesome. I would use it. I wish that they would put more of those around because why wouldn't you choose that? Like he said, yeah. like if you could eat something that's much healthier than going anywhere fast food, your traditional fast food, I would be all about it. And uh, <clears throat> making it available to all 50 states, that's huge too because a lot of these businesses are stuck in a regional yeah, West, they're very localized. Central, East, yeah. and <clears throat> for them to open up their doors and uh, make that work, I think that's that's phenomenal. You know, that's only yeah. going to help them, and obviously they're the largest one, so they're doing all right. But uh, I can't wait to give give myself uh, a meal from them and and give it a whirl because I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, and to kind of piggyback off what you said about being able to deliver to all 50 states. Um, for for a professional athlete, that's huge because you can have a meal prep company delivered to you constantly when you're at home, and that's all you get. And you go on the road, and you go, "Oh God, I got to, you got to change your whole meal," and that could be upsetting either to your stomach, to your routine, to to kind of everything. You know, if you're gluten free, dairy free, which a lot of professional athletes are, that's a big uh, wrench in your plans for for the next ten days on a road trip if you don't have your meals set for you. Um, but to be able to have the 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 meals ready and to have it that simple to where you could feed your whole family off the larger portions he was talking about by having all the vegetables and all the rice and the meat, everything already done and prepared. And it takes less than, I bet you it takes eight minutes to do a full meal as far as if you wanted to put it on the, you know, put in the microwave or on the stove and you got your whole family fed and they're, and it's a very healthy meal. And it's showing that more and more people are going that route. I know I talked about with Jason Worth telling me when I was young about you have to, you know, you don't, you don't, I made the comparison between a horse, a rate, a prize racehorse and athletes, as far as you have to fuel your body the correct way. That goes for everybody. You have to fuel your body the right way. Just if you're getting a bad lunch, you're going to have a, a tougher second half of the day at the office. Rather than if you fuel yourself the right way, you probably have a better, more energetic uh, second half of your day. Um, you know, so, it, I know that more athletes are starting to do it. He even uh, announced with us that they're going to be with the Ducks this year, with Anaheim Ducks, which is awesome. That shows you the dedication that these owners have and these players have to be healthy and their understanding that you have to fuel these people the right way. You cannot let them go out and eat Pizza Hut and, 
and chicken wings and all this stuff that, that's readily available all the time. Instead, you fuel them right away. They're not going to be hungry. They're going to be healthier. And you're going to have a better, you're going to have a better athlete out there. So um, with, with what they're doing, I think it's just proving how important it is to, to eat the right way. Yeah, look at us. We're like platform for breaking news. I don't, hopefully he, uh, <laughs> for that, but no, that was awesome. I, I agree, man. I, I think it's just a matter of time. And I think we live in a day and age where if it's not quick, if it's not easy, yeah. forget about it. You know what I mean? And, and being able to sell not only athletes, but now teams and organizations on that. I mean, the future is plenty bright uh, over at Fresh and Lean. And I think it's pretty awesome. Uh, what yeah, they're and, doing and and the great part about them when you go on their website it's like he said it's not just like high protein diet or gluten-free they have keto <laughs> diets they have you know i think vegetarian i mean they have a lot of different options so depending on what your diet is or your preference is they can cater to all of that yeah which which they take pride in you know what i mean and, and yeah probably what separates them yeah. and makes them yeah. makes them the big dogs so I thought it was pretty cool. Guys, anything else? No, it was a great – it was a fun interview. I really enjoyed that interview a lot. Um, what a fun guy to talk to. Very. Yeah, like I said earlier, I'm looking forward to more conversations with him. Uh, it seems like we – all three of us could have uh, full-length conversations on the side about different topics, and he would be able to jump right in, whether it's racing, uh, you know, sports or any other type of sports and athletes and – obviously food. So, um, yeah, no, uh, looking forward to ordering up my, my first round of fresh and lean soon. So, and hopefully trying out their new refrigerated, uh, jerky. So that'll yeah, be pretty that's cool. Right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I am looking for, I am looking forward to having that on the menu. Yes, sir. But well, shoot, that does it for episode five. Thanks again to Thomas Aseo, uh, fresh and lean for his time and joining us. Thank you guys, the listeners and viewers for tuning in to another episode. Be sure to visit freshandlean.com and uh, place your order today. It's an awesome, uh, healthy choice. So also just a special shout out to our listeners who have reached out to us, whether it's been a text, a follow, a message, or just the comment on a post, whatever it may have been. Uh, we appreciate it and look forward yep. to uh, starting maybe a couple of different ways to get the fans more involved uh, and opportunities uh, coming soon with the show. So be sure to add us and follow us on Twitter at CBS Pods, Instagram at CBS underscore podcast. Uh, give us a listen, a rating on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Spotify and SoundCloud. And again, the video side of the interview available on YouTube. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, Connected by Seams. But Again, guys, that does it for episode five. Thanks for listening. Wherever you may have, Danny Espinoza, Garrett Smith, Seth Smith, we out. Catch you on the flip side. See ya.